One of my favorite books of all time is a book called The Barbarian Way. Um, now, a lot of people don't like this book for a whole lot of reasons. I'll tell you that right up front. Uh, one of the reasons is the name itself. A lot of people are just turned off by the word barbarian. They think it has negative connotations, which it probably does, rightfully so. Um, but the author of the book, his name is Erwin McManus, chose the name, The Barbarian Way, as a, a provocative introduction. He chose it as a way to start you and I as Christians thinking outside of the box about what we consider life as a Christian to be. He believes that, that um, to live as a Christian is different than what the world often perceives Christianity as being. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. In the book, he tells a story about his little boy. One day, he's doing something around the house, and he hears his wife kind of frantically screaming from the front yard, and because he could tell from the urgency in her, her voice, he runs out to the front yard to see what's going on, and there he finds her looking up onto the roof where his little boy is now standing. And she looks at him and she says, Erwin, tell him to get down now. And if the little boy says, Dad, I'm glad you're here because she wants me to get down, but I want to fly. Can I jump, Dad? At that moment, Pastor McManus hesitates. Ticks his wife off because, she, because he hesitates. But he hesitates for a very good reason. He's wondering, if I tell my little boy to get down from the roof, what am I actually teaching him? Am I teaching him that the most important thing in life is to be safe and secure? Because he didn't believe that. He believes, as, as he was reading the Bible, that, the, that it is not, it, safe, safety and security are not synonymous with God's will. Now, that doesn't mean doing stupid things is synonymous with God's will either. So, he eventually told his son he had to get down. But don't miss the point that he was trying to make with the story. How many of us as Christians believe, live our lives in such a way as to profess the belief that safety and security is the same thing as God's will for us? when it's not. All throughout the Bible, there are instances where God is saying, I want you to be courageous. I want you to be bold. I want you to be adventurous. I want you to take a risk for me. The scripture that Sarah read for us a few moments ago is an example of this call that God is putting out to us. And I'm going to warn you right now, that if you're willing to listen to what I have to say about this verse, it's quite possible that your prayer life will be changed fundamentally for the rest of your life. Let's take a minute to, to consider some of the background to the verse before we get into it. The day of Pentecost is um, the day is the birthday of the church, right? It is the day that God sends His Holy Spirit upon anybody who would receive it. Who, those that accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, if you want the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit belongs to you. Prior to that day, um, the Holy Spirit 
was not available to everybody. It was only available to a very select few, people like King David and, and the prophets. But from that moment on, anybody who believed in Jesus could have the power of the Holy Spirit. And on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit filled the people that had gathered, and they went out into the world with that power, and they began to pray, proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in a miraculous and transformative way. Some people were being healed. Other people were getting saved. Everybody was being changed. It rocked Jerusalem. It was, it was like a, a, an earthquake, a spiritual earthquake had, had cascaded upon the city. And the religious leaders in Jerusalem were scared to death. They gathered together when they saw all this going on and they say, we've got to stop this. These people are actually listening to these crazy people. So they said, they, they said let's go out. They, they arrested the ringleaders who happened to be the apostles. They brought them before the Sanhedrin, the, the religious council, and they said, stop it right now or else. And what did or else mean? They knew exactly what or else meant. Because or else had already happened to Jesus. Stop or else, we will crucify you. We will kill you. Stop now or else. Now, what do you suppose they did? They could have said, whew, that was a close one, right? Maybe it's a, it'd be a good idea if we just let things simmer down a little bit. There's no sense ticking off the, uh, the, the authorities, making enemies when we don't need to have enemies. Maybe we can just relax for a little bit. It's all right. But what did they really do? Well, it says in Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 29, that they got together and they prayed. And this is what they prayed. They said, Lord, these folks are threatening us. They said, Lord, these folks are threatening us. And then they, they then say, so protect us? Nope. They said, Lord, these folks are threatening us. So we ask for boldness, Lord, that we might proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray for boldness, Lord, and, and it says that when they prayed for boldness that they might proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, what does it say happened next? Boom! The room starts to shake. And what did they do when the room started to shake? It says that they went out and they began to proclaim the gospel with the same confidence and courage that they had just got done praying for. Of all the things they could have prayed for, they prayed for boldness. They could have said, they could have prayed for protection like we said before. Would have been a righteous prayer. Would have been a smart thing to pray for. They could have prayed for favor with the, uh, with the authorities. That would have been a smart prayer. They could have prayed for a season of peace. 
Lord, I mean, these folks, most of them, their lives had been turned upside down for years. Ever since the day they met Jesus, it had been one fruit basket upset after another, right? Lord, maybe we just need a season of peace. But no. Lord, I need boldness. I need courage. And when they prayed for boldness and for courage, God shook them up. Let me, let me ask you a question. When was the last time God shook you up because you prayed? Can you remember? Has it been a while? Has it ever happened? I wonder why. There's people who would say, that's not the way God works anymore. But is that the problem? For those of you who uh, may be guests or visitors, we've been reading this book, uh, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, right? And if you've been reading it, you re- you'll probably remember this story that I want to tell you. Uh, in that story, um, the Brooklyn Tabernacle had gathered for their regular Tuesday night prayer meeting, right? And what, what you understand, one of, part of the backstory for their gathering, their Tuesday night back, uh, uh, prayer gatherings, was that before, during, and after every one of these prayer services, there were people in the basement praying for the people who would be praying. <laughs> wow. Well, one of the people, on this particular Tuesday night, one of the people was, had been in the basement praying, and they felt this, this, this spirit come upon them that said, you tonight pray for um, people to repent. Pray for a spirit of conviction and repentance upon them. And fervently they began to pray for everybody that would gather that night for a, a spirit of conviction and repentance and, and brokenness. And that night the people began to gather and um, they began to pray while people were praying in the basement. And while the people were praying, a young man starts walking towards the front. Remember this story? He has a gun in his hand. Pastor Simbola didn't notice that he was walking towards the front with a gun in his hand because he was praying. Right? Now, other people recognized that he was walking towards the front with a gun in his hand, but they didn't do anything either because they were paralyzed with fear, probably rightfully so. So the young man walks up to the, to the pulpit, unbeknownst to Pastor Simbola, right? He lays the gun on the altar and then runs away. And then all pandemonium breaks loose in the prayer meeting. And it wasn't until after some chaotic stuff that eventually Pastor Simbolo walks back to the pulpit, lifts up the gun, and says, look what the love of God can cause a person to give up. What is it tonight 
that God is calling you to give up? What sin, what burden, what brokenness is God inviting you to bring forward and lay at the altar tonight? And before he even got the question out of it, people started pouring to the altar. (laughs) Confessing sin. Praying for marriages. Accepting Christ into their heart as Lord and Savior. Being redeemed. It was a dangerous and frightening experience. Sometimes being smack dab in the middle of God's will is risky. But it's worth it, isn't it? I don't know if it is to you. But really what... what Remember we've been talking about this, this whole series is about um, the search for the keys to unlock the power of prayer. Listen to me. I want you to stop complaining if your prayers are lifeless and dry. Because chances are the reason why your prayers are so lifeless and dry is because you're choosing safety and security over taking a risk. You're choosing your will rather than God's will. You're praying for what you want rather than for what God wants. And the fact of the matter is, you can continue praying for what you want rather than what God wants your whole life, and God is still going to love you. This is not a salvation issue. But if that's what you're choosing to do, stop complaining because God doesn't do miracles in your life, because God doesn't answer your prayers. This is one of the keys. Pray for boldness. Take a risk. Give yourself to God. And see what happens. It's risky. It's up to you to decide whether it's worth it. Lord, as I stand and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking these words with passion, I, can, I confess to you and to my brothers and sisters that it's, it is scary. And to actually want what you want, to actually risk enough to be bold and courageous, to pray for boldness and for courage, is dangerous. Could be that that when we start praying like that, you might be saying, you're supposed to walk across the room and, and tell that person that is broken that there's a healer and his name is Jesus. It could be that that you're that to pray that prayer of boldness and courage means that that God will say, Okay, it's time for you to become a missionary. 
It could be when if we have the courage to um, pray for boldness and courage. It could be that you're calling us to start a new ministry. To actually reach out to the least and the lost among us. To care for them. Lord, I don't want to be a part of a church that chooses to believe that safety and security is synonymous with your will because I know it's not the truth. That being in the middle of your will is indeed a risky place. But it's worth it. May we May we choose to take the risk for you, for the gospel. We pray these things in Jesus' name.